What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Uncensored Christian Podcast, where we help real people with real problems know the real God. Hey, if you enjoy this message, leave a rating and review. And if you would like to give to this ministry, there's a link in the description below. I hope you enjoy this message. What is popping? Yo, today I don't have any funny intro. I'm going straight into the word because we got a good one today. It's coming out of John chapter 16, verse 1 through 6. And real quick, I'm going to give you some context. This is Jesus talking and he's talking to his disciples. This is very important. All right, let's hop straight into this joint. John chapter 16, verse 1 through 6. I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now, so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier, because I was going to be with you for a while longer, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. Today, I want to speak from the title, Quiet Questions. Because before you can find the answers that you've been searching for in life, you must first ask a question. And I love questions. Questions are really important in in, in terms of your growth and your ability to gain wisdom and move forward. And I ask questions all the time. I'm talking 24-7. I ask questions like a kid. And I'll ask questions also when I'm reading my Bible. Anytime I'm reading, I'll ask questions. And these are very important. I'll ask questions like, who is talking? Who are they talking to? What is going on? Where is this happening? When is this happening? And how does this relate to me? I ask questions all the time because there are a lot of confusing things in the Bible. All right. If you ever read the Bible, you'll understand it can get really confusing. So the first step to getting the answers that you search for is asking questions. And and this is what Jesus is trying to get his disciples to see. Jesus is pointing out the fact that they haven't asked a single question. Because this whole time, up until this statement that Jesus made, Jesus has been talking and predicting his death. And the disciples never even asked him, Hey, yo, Jesus, where are you going? What you talking about? And Jesus points out that instead of asking questions, they decided to grieve because of what he told them. And it makes me wonder, what answers are we missing that lie beyond our grief? What are some things that we are missing out on that's beyond our state of worry? And this caught my eye. What Jesus is pointing out, because Jesus is calling them out here. Don't get it twisted. Jesus is like, yo, I've been trying to tell y'all super important things about the future, about the salvation of humanity. But none of y'all are even asking a single question. You're too worried about how what how the actions I'm about to take are going to affect you. But you never once asked. Where am I going? You never asked the question and. I was studying because I was like, there's no way. I'm like, Jesus, I know you smart and I know you don't lie, but Jesus, there ain't no way that the disciples never asked you what you was talking about when you started predicting your death because Jesus did it three separate times. 
Three separate times, Jesus told his people, hey, yo, dude, look, I'm about to die. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, it's going to be pretty soon, too. And I was like, there's no way you're going to tell your people that and they don't respond with a question. But it got me thinking. Why aren't we asking questions? Because this was obviously important enough for Jesus to call out. Why are we not asking Questions like, like, like really asking the hard questions. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe there's some questions that we keep quiet because we're afraid of what the answer might be. Maybe there are some questions that we have, but we feel like if we ask them, we're going to get an answer that hurts us. We feel like if we ask these questions, it may damage a relationship. We feel like if we ask these questions, it may change the course that our life is going to take. Y'all have these questions. I know you do. You felt them before. Maybe you are in a relationship. And for the past few months, they just haven't put as much effort into the relationship as you have. And you have these questions, but you're afraid of the answer they might give. And you just have the question inside of you. Do you still love me? Or maybe you're with somebody and you see them texting people on your on their phone and you starting to wonder, do you still have feelings for that person? Maybe you're like me. Someone that hates going to the hospital. I hate the hospital. I can't stand it. Why? Why are you going to go to a place that it, it, the, the environment is almost like it's going to make you more sick than when you got the, uh, they just so bland. I can't stand hospitals. But I ask myself this question all the time. Is my health okay? I keep that on the inside. I'm afraid to truly go and find out because I'm afraid of what the answer might be. There are some questions that we keep quiet because we're afraid of what might be said if we ask these questions. And because of this. We're just not asking questions at all. Because of this, it holds us back from asking the questions that can actually bring us further in our walk with God. So when I found out that Jesus was calling them out because they weren't asking questions when it came to him talking about his imminent death, I was surprised. I was surprised. Let me read the three times that Jesus tells his disciples about his death. Because y'all may be thinking I'm crazy. You may be thinking the same thing I was. There ain't no way that they ain't asked no questions. But check this out. This is the first one. Matthew 16 and verse 21. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed. But on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. But look what Peter did here. Instead of Peter asking him a question, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Peter said, heaven forbid, Lord, that this will ever happen to you. Look at the next time he predicted his death. Matthew 17 Verse 22, after they gathered again in Galilee, Jesus told them, the son of man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but on the third day, he will be raised from the dead and the disciples were filled with grief. Look at the last one, Luke 18, verse 31. 
Taking the 12 disciples aside, Jesus said, listen, we're going up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans and he will be mocked, treated shamefully and spit upon. They will flog him and whip him and kill him. But on the third day, he will rise again. But they did not understand any of this. The significance of his words was hidden from them and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. Ain't that crazy? This is what shocked me. Because after reading these verses, I was so shocked that their response to what Jesus told them was either they reprimanded him, calling him crazy. They were either filled with grief because they were sad about what he told them. Or they were just completely, utterly confused, had no clue what Jesus was talking about. It surprised me. It surprised me that they didn't ask a question. Let me put this into, into, I guess, real world scenario. If somebody that I loved rolled up to me and said, hey, yo, Dante, I got to tell you something, man. I know this sounds crazy, but I got to tell you something. Um, In about... In about a few months, right? Somewhere in the future. It's going to happen soon. Um, they're going to be people that they're going to they're gonna take me and they're going to lie about me. They're going to laugh at me. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to whip me. They're going to beat me. They're going to flog me. They're going to they're going to beat me to my last breath. And then they're going to kill me. If somebody I love told me all of that, and they told me three times, as a matter of fact, my first response would be, I would ask all six questions, who, what, when, where, why, and how, like, I'd be asking all these questions, like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, who have you been involved with, but what have you been doing? What kind of mess you got yourself into? When's this going to happen, bro? Like, how, how'd you get yourself into this mess? I'd be asking all these questions. So many questions would be coming to my mind. If somebody I love told me even a fraction of what Jesus was telling his disciples, the last thing I'd be doing would be holding my questions back. I'd be asking every question in the book. But they didn't ask him. They didn't ask him these questions. And please, 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 please do not think that they didn't ask him the questions because they were scared to ask Jesus a question. That's not the case. Time and time again, the Jesus, uh, the, the disciples would ask Jesus questions over and over. And honestly, a lot of times the questions that they asked were kind of dumb. Like it was questions that was like, did you not just see Jesus do that? Why are you asking them about like a lot of these questions? The disciples had no fear of asking Jesus what was going on. So please do not think that they refrained from asking Jesus about his imminent death because they were scared of asking him a question. So this this brought up a question in my mind. Why? Why did they not ask Jesus these questions? And I, I struggle with this for a few days trying to figure out why trying to truly figure out why they did not ask these questions and God said to me maybe the reason why they didn't ask is the same reason why you hesitate to ask me to do my will in your life and I said hold up what what and God said yeah yeah you know because I'm gonna be honest with you I'm gonna be transparent there's been many times in my life 
where I knew the prayer I should have been praying and I knew the questions I should have been asking was for God to do his will, but I purposely would not do it because I knew that on the other side of that question, I knew that the answer that God was going to give me was going to be the complete opposite of what I wanted him to do. I would be hesitant to ask God to do his will in my life because I knew that his will was not what I wanted. Oh. I knew that what God had planned was not what I had planned. I knew that what God was placing forth in my life was not what I had been asking for. I knew that what God had willed for my future was going to change the course of my life. Because God's will oftentimes looks different than your wants. And so often in my life, I've been hesitant to pray for God to do his will in my life because I knew that it would challenge me. I knew that his will would call me to do things that were uncomfortable. I knew that his will would call me to give up things that I wanted to hold on to. I knew that his will would put me in situations that on my own, I wouldn't want to be in. Because God's will is different than our wants. But this is what God tried to get me to see. Is that maybe the same reason that they didn't ask Jesus those questions is the same reason that you don't ask me to do my will in your life because you know that the answer is not going to be one that you want to hear. Mm, Somebody needs this. Somebody needs this right now. And so that opened my eyes and I thought, well, dang, maybe that's why they didn't ask the questions. Because they knew that the answer was going to challenge their idea of how life was going to play out. Because they knew the answer was going to shake up their current situation. See, the disciples for such a long time believed that everything that Jesus was speaking about was going to be on earth. When Jesus was talking about their mansions and the houses that they're going to have in his kingdom, they thought they was talking about on earth. They was like, oh, snap, let's go, Jesus. When Jesus in John 13 was telling his disciples that he was about to go away, talking about his death. Peter said, where are you going, Jesus? Because Peter thought that Jesus was going to some physical location and Peter wanted to follow. See, they didn't have the capacity to understand that Jesus was not talking about earthly things. He was talking about going to his heavenly father. When he talked about the kingdom, he was talking about in heaven. When he talked about the riches, he was talking about riches in heaven. So the disciples, maybe they knew That if they asked these questions, Jesus was going to give an answer that shook up what they thought their future was going to look like. Or maybe, maybe they didn't ask because the thought of losing Jesus was too much to bear. Maybe it was the thought of what was going to be lost that kept their questions quiet. And I wonder what answers could we find if we shifted our focus away from what we would lose to what we would gain. If we shifted our focus away from what is changing and learn to accept what's coming. See, what we have to learn is that often when God sends an answer to our question, it will shake up what we were expecting. It will change what we were hopeful for. So right now you may be in a situation where you're asking for a new job 
And God's trying to say, I'm going to keep you where you're at because there's something greater for you than what you're looking for. Maybe you're asking for God to put you into a relationship because you're tired of being lonely, but God wants you to stay single so you can learn something while you're single. You may be hesitant to ask God because you know that God is going to switch up your path. Maybe that's what the disciples were doing. But we have to learn that we cannot let the answer that we think we're going to get dictate the question itself. I want us to look for a moment at a story found in John chapter 4. I've gone over this story before. And man, this is such a great story. It's about the Samaritan woman that Jesus meets at the well. And I don't want to go through the whole thing. I want to focus on the questions that she asks because there's three separate points in this scripture where she asks Jesus questions. And the way that he answers them is different than what she was expecting. I want to go through this really quick. John chapter four, verse nine. This is the first question. Jesus rolled up to the well and the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. And this is right after Jesus asked her for a drink. And she said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? And look how Jesus answers. Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I will give you living water. That's the first time she asked him a question. This is the second time. Verse 11. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Look how Jesus answered. Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And the third question, we're just going to keep going through this verse because this is such a great story. Verse 15, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband. Jesus told her, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshiped? Look how Jesus answers. Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will follow the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. What's funny about these questions, I know we went through a lot, but there's three separate questions. What's funny is that Jesus never directly answered her questions. I don't know if you caught that. I don't know if you caught it. Jesus never actually answered the question that she was asking. Look at this. Look at it. I'll prove to you. The very first question. She said, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Why are you asking me for a drink? 
You would think Jesus would say, I'm asking you for a drink because I'm thirsty. But this is what Jesus said. If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I will give you living water. Jesus never actually answered the question that she asked. And this caught my eye. This caught my eye because it makes me so glad that Jesus or, or that God does the same thing in our life. Aren't you glad that God does not limit his answers to what we ask? I love that. I love it because if he only answered what she had asked, the woman would have left that well empty. I'm going to say that again. If Jesus only answered the questions that she asked, she would have left that well empty. He gave answers to the questions that she didn't even know to ask. That's so good. That's so good. He gave her answers to questions that she didn't even know to ask. See, with every question, the woman was met with an answer that challenged her beliefs. With every question, she was met with an answer that changed the very structure in her life. She did not leave the well in the same state that she came to because she asked the questions that she thought she needed the answer to. She asked the questions that she thought was important, but Jesus knew that she didn't understand the questions that she needed to be asking. Jesus knew that she was not asking the questions that were going to give her life. So he gave her the answers to the questions that she should have been asking Oh, that's so good. And God will do this in your life as well. We spend so much time asking God questions. God, where are you? God, why aren't you providing? God, what should I do? Aren't you glad that God will give you answers to the questions that you don't even know to ask? This is so good. See, when you ask the questions that are really on your heart. God, where are you? You'll find that his answer is, I'm already here. When you ask the question that is really on your heart, God, how are you going to provide? His answer is, I've already been providing. When you ask the questions, God, how will you make a way? God says, I already have. I made a way when I died on the cross for your sins. There are questions that you will be asking throughout your life. And God, with his gracious love and his favor, he will answer the questions that you don't even know you need to be asking. So I want to end with this. I want to give you some practical questions that we can ask, but I need you to be prepared because these are questions that when you ask them, they will shake up the foundation in your life. These are the questions that when you allow God to answer these truthfully, they will change the way you have been living. I hope you're ready because these are the questions that I've had to ask in my life and God's been making some changes in me. God, what can I give up to better serve you? God, will you reveal my darkest parts, so you can bring them light. God, who has hurt me that I can forgive? That's a hard one. And God, how can I change to align my life with your word? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you bring answers to the questions that we don't even know to ask. God, I thank you that you are willing to ask whether you are willing to answer the questions that we would rather keep quiet.
Lord, I pray that you give us strength to ask the tough questions that are going to bring about change. I pray that you give us strength to ask the questions that are going to make us uncomfortable. Because, Lord, you came to this earth in an uncomfortable way so that we could find comfort in you. Father God, I thank you for all that you do. And I pray that you bring answers to those who are lost, that you bring answers to those who have been searching for an answer. Lord, I thank you that throughout all the questions that we have in our life, we can search to you and know that you are the answer. I pray all of these things in your name. Amen. Yo, thank y'all so much for hanging out. I thank you so much for being here. I hope this message uplifted you and I hope it helped you in some way. If you want to keep listening to more, I got more messages down below. We got a ton, baby. There's a ton of ways that you can find God moving in your life. I will catch y'all next week. Peace out.